Well, somebody say, I will bless the Lord and his praise shall always be in my mouth. Welcome to day two, Mark Masson, how to win the battle of the tongue. What a teaching. Yeah. We are so blessed. We are so privileged to understand the revelation of what Proverbs 18 means. Yes. Death and life are in the power of our tongue, and we're going to use our tongue to release life in the life of everybody around us. Praise God. We thank you, Father, for this teaching. Yes. We thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are the one teaching our heart, teaching our mind, and we make ourselves available to the move of the Spirit today, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, and everybody say amen, and let's go ahead, join Mark and I and our team here at Legacy in welcoming once again our beloved Dr. Morris Cirillo. Now these words that you and I speak in this battle for the tongue they determine, as we've already learned this week, the entire course of our life. And Satan has been working to gain control of our tongues. How many of you have been sensing now that God has brought this to your attention this week? How many of you have been sensing that you're in a real battle? Unfortunately, the devil has made inroads into the church. He's weakened the position of the church. You remember what the word of God told us the first night of this meeting? That the church is in no condition for the power. They're receiving the blessing, the goosebumps, the jerks, the jiggle, whoo, whoo, hallelujah. Oh, wasn't that a beautiful meeting? Yes. And then remember what we learned last night with one side of our mouth. We bless God. We praise him. We speak in other tongues. And then just like the word says that we learned last night, we turn around with the other side of our mouth and we speak the cursing and the bitternesses. Bible tells us that stubbornness is as the sin of iniquity. Anybody here suffer with that? The Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and idolatry. I wonder if that's not the reason why we have so much demon possession in the church. Those two spirits are running rampant and prevalent in the church. And they're the cause of much of the hindering of the power of God from flowing through congregations today because people have gotten stubborn and people have gotten rebellious against the structure and the discipline and the accountability and the responsibility that they have to have to Almighty God and to those that God puts in authority over them. 
Somebody shout, the devil's a liar. Guard your tongue, beloved. Psalm 34, 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Psalm 17, 3. I am purpose of David that my mouth shall not transgress. Paul told the Ephesians, let no foul or polluting language, evil word, unwholesome, worthless talk come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as it is fitting to the need and the occasion that it might be a blessing and give grace, God's favor to those that hear it. Matthew 12, 36 and 37, Jesus said, and I don't know whether you can take this or not tonight. I say unto you, every idol, say idol. You better think about that. You may have to decide before you leave here, whether you'll be a fanatic for Jesus. You may have to decide. You remember how the Spirit of God taught us about bridling last night and putting the bit in our mouth and taking control of the reins? You may have to decide, and I pray that you do, decide to stand up and say, God, I'm gonna be a candidate to be a fanatic because I want the full flow of the power, the anointing, the unlimited glory, the doxa, the same glory, brother, that Jesus had with the Father. He promises that you and I can have the manifestation of that doxa, not a glory that looks like the glory, not an anointing that looks like the anointing, not the Holy Ghost that looks like the Holy Ghost, but the same glory and the same anointing and the same Holy Ghost that came and manifested itself in the life of Jesus. Matthew 12, 36 and 37. But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak. Now, brother, either Jesus meant what he said, He was portraying himself as the biggest hypocrite that ever lived. I'm going to tell you something again, beloved, until the Holy Spirit burns it deep within our being. God's calling us to a new position of accountability. Every idle word that men shall speak. They shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. 
Now I want you to take that word idol, put it deep in your spirit. It's translated from a Greek word, argos, A-R-G-O-S. It means inactive. Idle words are inactive words. It means dead. Idle words are dead. You ever get frustrated about sometimes the words they speak? The things they want to talk about? The small talk? The word idle, argos in the Greek means unfruitful and it means barren. Words that have no life. Vain talk, idle words, barren, worthless, things that come out of our mouth that have no forethought, that have no purpose, that have no meaning, that have no direction. Let me read to you Ephesians 5, 4. Paul speaking to the Ephesians. I hope you're ready for this, beloved. Let there be no filthy, obscenity, indecency, nor foolish, sinful, silly, which are not fitting or becoming. But the Word tells us, use your voice for thankfulness and praise as is becoming a child of God. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. He said his praise is going to be continually. Excuse me for speaking in other tongues. <laughs> Say, Brother Shula, what are you doing? I'm talking to God. Didn't you know he was here? He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but he speaketh unto God. Go ahead, praise him with your English language, but then praise him with the prayer language of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, it's all right. We're in that kind of meeting. It's all right. God, we give you praise. We worship you with these lips. David said in Psalm 145, the saints shall bless thee, O God. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom. <laughs> they shall talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men the mighty and the glorious and the majestic acts of the kingdom of God. Oh, beloved, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. <laughs> Oh, 
ahead, give him praise. It's all right. If you don't praise him with those tongues, the rocks in this place will cry out. God is calling us, beloved. He's calling us. He is calling us. He is calling us. I'll say it again. He is calling us to a new level of spiritual maturity, a level of accountability, a level of responsibility, a level of discipline, and when we rise to the challenge, He will use us. Until the church is willing to become accountable, until the church is willing to become responsible, until the church is willing to become disciplined, it will never experience the full, complete manifestation of what God desires to do through His people. The question before us in this school of ministry tonight is this, are we willing to become accountable? Are we willing to become responsible? Are we willing to let God discipline our lives so his power can be manifested? How many of you know if we're gonna face this satanic confrontation, if we are going to be victorious, and I believe we are. I'm gonna give you one more chance. I said if we are going to be victorious, and I believe we are. We're going to have to be a well-disciplined army. We can't face the onslaughts of Satan without spiritual discipline. How many of you know wars are not won by armies that are loose? Everybody doing their own thing. Everybody running their own way. Everybody saying their own thing. Wars are won by well-trained, well-equipped, disciplined armies. How long do you think an army would last on the front lines of battle? if it wasn't discipline. And you know, it's in boot camp where you get the training and where the equipment is put in your hand and you learn how to use it. It's in the boot camp you're taught the strategies. 
It's in the boot camp you go through the physical rigors of mental and physical exercise. It's in the boot camp where, brother, you go in, out, you go in the camp like that, but you come out like this. If there's anything that the church of Jesus Christ lacks today is it lacks discipline. How many of you are ready to rise up? How many of you are ready to take on the anointing of accountability? Come on, how many of you are ready to take on the anointing of responsibility? How many of you are ready to discipline yourself? If ever there was a time, listen to God's servant, if ever there was a time for the church of Jesus Christ to get serious, beloved, now is the time. We don't have any time to play. We gotta get serious. Violent men seize it by force as a prize, a share in our heavenly kingdom. It's sought for with reserve sitting on a church pew Sunday after Sunday. Come on, I'm reading it to you from the original Greek. A share in our heavenly kingdom is sought for with ardent zeal and intense exertion. You gotta get serious. We gotta bring our total being, our mind, our wills, our emotions, our tongues under the complete control of the Holy Spirit. God's gonna have a disciplined army. Put this prophecy in your spirit. God is going to have a disciplined army. That army is going to be saturated. That army is going to be full of. And that army is going to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. God's end time army are going to have disciplined minds. Don't you kid yourself, brother. This lie of the devil. that allows you the luxury to let your mind be tempted. Somebody said, and you've heard it preached over and over and over again, it's all right. Your mind is always gonna be tempted as long as you don't give in to that temptation with your body. That's a lie from the pit of hell. 
God's got an army, brother, that's 100% victorious over 100% of the enemy with a 100% clean, pure, unadulterated mind. mind's going to be receptive to hearing the voice of God. <laughs> and that army is going to have a disciplined tongue. And that tongue is going to come under a new spiritual breakthrough where they're going to be able to speak with power, speak with authority, and what they speak will come to pass. <laughs> Beloved, listen to me. This is not a time to let up. This is not a time to become lax. This is the time for you and I to rise up with a new commitment and make our lives available for accountability, for responsibility, and for discipline. 1 Corinthians 9.27 Paul speaking to the Corinthian church and again we're going to take it from a different translation other than the King James. Listen to what Paul says. He says like a boxer I buffet my body I handle it roughly I discipline it by hardships I subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to the gospel I myself should be unfit not to stand the test and to be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. What do I do? I take my body and I discipline it. How many of us have allowed our hearts and our minds, we've allowed it. It's not that it has the victory over us. We've allowed it. Our hearts and our minds to be filled with ungodly thoughts and ungodly desires. Paul said, like a boxer, I buffet 
my body. I don't nipple feed it. I don't walk around with my feelings on my coat sleeves. Oh, did you see or hear what Sister So-and-so said about me this morning? <laughs> to Brother Srilla, the church of Jesus Christ is in no condition. I don't think you caught that word condition. I said the church of Jesus Christ is in no condition for the manifestation of the fullness of the power of God. It is in no condition. Paul said, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it. He used this illustration because all truth is parallel of a discipline athlete that was running a race to win. Let me read it to you in 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. Do you not know, said Paul, that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? Run, said Paul, that you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. Every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temperately. Now watch this. And restricts himself. You see, we don't try to see how close we can live to the world and get away with things. We restrict ourselves. They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither. But we, said Paul, we run this race. We discipline ourselves. We buffet ourselves. We bring ourselves under spiritual subjection. We take captive. We do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. Therefore, 
I do not run uncertainly. We don't have a shotgun, brother. We're not just hoping to hit something. The strength of our position is that we know, 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 that we know. We got definite aim. Our aim is 100% victory over 100% of the enemy's power. Let me finish reading the scripture. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 25, 26, 27. Let me finish it. I do not box, says Paul, as one beating the air and striking without an adversary. One of the secrets of spiritual warfare and in this new anointing message is to be able to locate our enemy. I do not box as one beating the air and striking without an adversary. But like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardship. And I subdue it. I take my body and I bring it into absolute, complete control of the Holy Spirit. How are we to run? What is the strength of our position? We run this race. We are willing to discipline ourselves. We are predetermined. We're like computers. We program ourselves for 100% victory, no defeats. Well, somebody say, I am on the winning side. Mark Masson, what a calling. I love what Brother Cirillo said. Listen, you're not gonna hear this on many other Facebook pages. You're not gonna hear this on these very popular podcasts or YouTube videos that go viral, that are promising all kinds of great things that we know God does. But you're gonna hear it here on the Mark Cirillo, How to Win the Battle of the Tongue school of ministry. I love the statement Brother Srillo made. It's a cry, it is a prophetic word to the church of Jesus Christ. And he says this, if there's anything that the church of Jesus Christ lacks, it lacks discipline. Yeah, and that's why we need to be slow to speak mm. and quick to listen. And now, Dr. Cirillo has taught us that we need to locate our enemy and Satan when you discover that Satan has been working to gain the control of your tongue right. and of my tongue, 
it make me upset. Yeah. And I know for myself, uh, when idle words comes out of my mouth, it's just because I surrender to my flesh and to what is easy. But when I refuse idle words to go out of my mouth, it's because I have decided, as Dr. Sergio Torres, to discipline myself. Amen. And discipline means what? It's not my lips, the boss. It's not my thought, the boss. The boss is my inner man. It's my spirit man. It's my heart filled with the Word of God. You know what? I'm going to tell you something right now that is worth a million dollars. It is as true as the air that you're breathing. It's as true as the words that I'm about to speak to you right now. But I stood by the side of Dr. Morris Cirillo for 35 years, Mark Masson, almost the same, Don Mandel, maybe a hundred years between the three of us. And I think the three of us would give you this testimony that I'm about to give you. I never one time heard, this is a powerful statement, I never one time heard Brother Cirillo speak a critical word, a negative word about somebody, even somebody that was trying to harm him or harm or disparage the ministry, you name it, and he would have voices of people, even sometimes maybe me, and I hate to say it, you know, Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. But I would say, Brother Srello, I'm so upset about such and such and such and such. And he would just keep that tongue. I tell you, I said yesterday in our opening session, Brother Srillo was not somebody that gay engaged in chitter chatter in small talk. When he spoke, his words were seasoned with grace. They were seasoned with truth. Sometimes they were not always easy, but you always knew that they came from a heart of love. And I just want you to know something, that as you continue to connect to this anointing, you're not just getting emails every day with notes. You're not just getting opportunities to take advantage of incredible books, to take advantage of this incredible six DVD entire How to Win the Battle of the Tongue School of Ministry. We are almost sold out, so I want to encourage you $25. It's an amazing offer. You're not just being asked to connect to that and to take that in. But you're being called, like Mark and I have been called, to connect with the reality of this anointing from the life of Morris Rule. And that is what I believe makes this a school with a difference, because it's not just head knowledge. Brother Srillo talked to us today about the power of experience, and he talked about that out of his own experience. Yeah, and you know, yesterday, Greg, you mentioned that Dr. Cirillo said that powers mm -hmm. does not travel in words, but powers travel in intimacy. And for me, to be able to discipline my tongue, yeah. let me give you a key. I believe the more you spend time with God in your time of intimacy, me, in, when I am in my time of intimacy, it happened for me to talk yeah. and say, oh, I'm not happy about that. Oh, I should say that. And then when I finish talking, 
I say, okay, those stuff, I will never say it. <laughs> I will never use my tongue to say it. Uh, but, but if you don't spend that time alone with God, right. when you face a circumstance, the very first thing you do is to open your tongue, uh, your mouth, and you do the, the wrong thing. So intimacy, it's a key for you <laughs> to be able to discipline your tongue. Amen. Oh, and listen, the word that we're receiving, that word is giving us the ability. This is the incredible power of the word of God. It's the incredible power of the anointing of God. That very word gives you the power and the ability to fulfill the promise of that word, to have the ability to do what the word says you can do. This seed is an incorruptible seed. The Bible says that it's the smallest seed that becomes the greatest tree. And so, Father, we thank you for our incredible friends today. Lord, they are going up from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I declare their promotion is in motion. Lord, I thank you that there's no weapon formed against them that may prosper every tongue that rises against them in judgment. God, you shall condemn because the battle is not ours, but the battle is the Lord's. And so, Lord, we thank you for forgiveness today. Lord, we thank you that even as the angel came from your presence and touched the tongue of Isaiah and said, I remove iniquity from you. God, I declare a call from heaven to come, Lord, and to touch every one of our tongues, even as it touched the tongue of Morris Cirillo. And Lord, I thank you that you declare your people free. You declare them forgiven. You declare them victorious. You declare them who you declare them to be and not who their mistakes declare them to be, not what the enemy declares them to be. And together we are stepping in to your new anointing, your end time destiny. On behalf of Mark, behalf of Teresa Cirillo, David Cirillo, what a presence and power of God we're receiving. Stay connected. Tomorrow's message is going to take us even into another dimension of this revelation, this spiritual download. We can't wait to see you tomorrow. This is Greg Maher reminding you that you will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually come out of your mouth. See you tomorrow, live from Legacy, in Jesus' name.